Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, welcome to Ostium. Quite a quaint little town we've got here, huh? With all its numbered doors and really damn quiet streets, what's not to like? Plus, there's the fully furnished and stocked clock tower with all the amenities you could want, including Wi-Fi, across the entire town. I know, pretty impressive. It takes a lot to power all of Ostium, but don't worry, it's all from renewable resources. Our go-to is Arcadia Power, and that way we can guarantee we use 100% clean energy for our guests, whether they're invited or not. Did you know that you could also get 100% clean energy for your home, whether you rent or own? I know it sounds too good to be true, but it isn't, I promise you. You can get all the info at arcadiapower.com slash ostium dash podcast. It takes a couple minutes to sign up and you even get to choose what type of renewable energy source you want to use to get your nice clean power. That's arcadiapower.com slash ostium dash podcast. And guess what? They just told me once you get signed up, they'll even give you a $25 credit on your first bill. That's so nice of them. Plus, you'll be helping out Ostium too and ensuring we continue to get constant limitless Wi-Fi. Oh, sweet, sweet Wi-Fi. It's 
the only way I can get my recordings to you. So get signed up now, arcadiapower.com slash ostium dash podcast. So let me be straight, as a nail, Frank, as a guy named Frank. I left the town of nobody and nothing, all alone and abandoned. Literally crawled through a fuck ton of food to make it through this tiny asshole that I may have been able to fit through when I was like eight. Got through a roller coaster of fucked up shit and banshees screaming at me, feeling my life was going to end at any second. Came through to the unofficial, unless you work for them, in which case it's very fucking official, headquarters of the Ostium Network, where hundreds of people, possibly as many as a thousand, work. Only to discover I'm all on my own again. Well, this is just... Great. Real fucking great. I suppose I should look on the bright side, right? Well, first I need to find the bright side. Before I was stuck in Ostium by my lonesome, now I've got a whole fucking island to myself, plus a goddamn mountain of rock. Is the Rock of Gibraltar really considered a mountain? Or is it just a really pronounced hill? Well, I guess just hearing Jake's imaginary voice, the voice of my subconscious, was enough to jumpstart his whole shtick in my head. Wait. Wait a second. Okay, good. Seems like Jake's not at home. For now. Only when shit's going down, apparently. Okay. Taking the good with the bad here. So where should we go first, since we've got the whole fucking place to ourselves? How about some of those spots they didn't want any of us non-specially trained going? Sounds good to me. We only got to see Ostium that one time, really. When they took us through to check it out. We went through one by one, using the special door in that special room. The one I ran to when I went after Steve, trying to get him back. I thought there was just one of them, you know, doors, Stargate thingies, flux capacitor rooms, whatever you want to call it, a transportation vessel, (laughs) bunch of fancy words for a door that took you directly to Ostium. The way the bigwigs made it sound, with them letting us go through, what a big fucking deal it all was. This was breaking new ground. Bullshit, etc. Bullshit, etc. You'd think they had just the one room to do it with. Uh Uh-uh. Apparently not. After I stepped through into the Ostium Network with my life intact, set foot on the great island of Gibraltar, after I did my whole song and dance routine of breathing fresh air, then looking for another living soul and not finding a single one... Then, fully appreciating the utter fucking badness of it all, I took a few deep breaths, got my shit together, and went back inside to have a look around. I was methodical, going back to the point of origin, where I came through. 
It's a lot like the one I went through before, a room with a conjoined booth, window looking in so observers can watch anyone going through, or in this case, sending food and supplies through the special small hole. And after that, does it magically appear at the very back of that crazy pantry in Ostium? Because when I tried it, I went on one crazy fucked up roller coaster of emotion and banshee bantering. As I already mentioned, obviously the food passing through doesn't get the scenic tour. So is that just for my benefit? My hindrance? Was that Ostium trying to not just fuck with me, but completely throw me off track? If so, why? What's Ostium got against me? I know we don't have the connection, the witty repartee, the broness quality of Mr. Jake Fisher, but we've got something, no? After all this time? <sighs> I think I'm reaching here. But I made it through, in one piece, mostly. I think with my sanity intact. Still checking on that. So, back to looking around. As I said, I want to be thorough about this. Because that's how Jake would be. That's how Jake would have wanted me to do it. I find more rooms. With doors. Lots more. I count up to twelve by the time I've searched the whole big building. All with unmarked doors. Do they all lead to Ostium? What the hell were they planning here? I remember asking in class that day, what feels like a billion years ago now, about what the point of all this was. What Mr. Incognito running the Ostium network wanted to get out of it. In my mind, I was thinking, what's the money angle? How's this guy going to become even richer? And I along with the rest of the class, was misdirected and distracted, made to think it was not important. Well, feels pretty fucking important now, seeing all these rooms. How many fucking people did they want going into Ostium? Were they going to send us all in at the same time? Going through our most desired doors, fulfilling our goals and coming back to tell about it? What the fuck did they want out of it? And that's when a scary thought comes to mind. The kind that turns your blood cold. Yeah, it's an expression. But I'm also fucking feeling it right now. During my immersion research, I was very fucking thorough, as I said. Even watched a bunch of animated movies. Covered all my bases. One of them was called Monsters, Inc. About a company that employs monsters to go through, because I shit you not, doors. I know. They go through doors and come out of closets to scare little children half to death. What do they get out of it? Power. Energy. The fear and the terror is harnessed somehow and helps to power the city where the monsters live. Yeah, pretty fucked up, I know. And this was a goddamn kids movie. So is that what's going on here? Are they getting something... I don't know, metaphysical out of us going through the doors? Why have so many of them in Ostium? And have so many set up here to send us through? Why have that whole home base set up with all the fucking food? All the better to keep you fed and busy going through doors, my dear. I don't know. It does seem pretty far-fetched, but there had to be some angle. Oh wait, I got it. Clearly, this was all going to be research for a new time-traveling reference guide. No? Talk about hands-on research. In fucking C2. I don't know if I'll ever know the why. What I do know is I'm in the right place to have any chance of finding out. So let's keep looking then, shall we? I'm outside again. The sun feels amazing. Being in Ostium that long without it affected me more than I thought. 
I think Jake had some introspections on whether we'd be getting enough vitamin D without the sun, or whether Ostium had figured out a way to replace that. Otherwise, we'd start feeling pretty weak. I don't know. It feels glorious right now. And the sea air is just making me feel renewed. Full of life. Oh, okay. What were we doing? Right. Heading this way. Which I think is north. Along... Uh, Linewall Road looks like to Winston Churchill Road. Yep, kind of bizarre thinking on it now that the Ostium Network created this whole new civilization, basically, on this island, but didn't bother to rename the streets or anything. I mean, I guess the names they already have are fine, but as you can see, they relate to things like walls and long-dead prime ministers. It just feels really fucking out of context. So, why am I heading this way? Well, I'll let you know in just a second. And, uh... Oh, well, I guess that fucking solves that then. I'm at the edge of the island. A part where the land meets the sea. It's a significant part. It's where there's a small dock made to fit just one boat. A special, unique boat. The one that brought Steve and I here. A very, very very long time ago. I had a hope. No, that's not true. Or honest. I had a vague fucking inkling that I thought would turn out to be bullshit. I was right. There's no boat. No sign of any boat or anything being here in a long fucking time. The stanchions are bare and really crusted over with shit. I guess one has this short piece of rope that looks like something the ancient mariner was carrying around with him. No one's been here or used this dock in a long fucking time. Well, I didn't expect anything. And that's what I found. So what's that endearing saying? No harm, no foul. Yeah. I feel just fucking great right now. Moving on to the next clue of this truly fucked up scavenger hunt. Next up is my old haunt. I know it's pretty far from the dock, so I walk for a while in search of one of those self-driving cars. Doesn't take me long. I hop in, the key's in the ignition. I close my eyes and turn the key, count to ten and then open them. There are lights! A good sign. I put it in drive and switch to manual, then step on the accelerator and the thing launches into life, throwing me back and almost out of the damn thing. I hit the brakes and stop, then put on my seatbelt. <laughs> that would have been just fan-fucking-tastic, falling out and breaking my arm or something, with no one around to help. Least I would have known where the infirmary was, not that I could have done anything. But we're okay, for now. That's the important thing. I hit the pedal again and zip along through empty streets. It's fucking creepy, man. Even creepier than Ostium, if that can be believed. All the empty, abandoned buildings on both sides of the road. It's like... It's like they're all staring down at me. Judging me or something. For what? I'm just on edge, that's all. I hope that's all. This thing sounds fucking noisy, which is crazy, because I know how damn quiet they actually are. I never really heard them when I was here back when there were people all around living and doing things. Now it sounds like I'm driving a big rig. I then recognize the building, even though it looks kind of like all the others. I hit the brakes, letting out a nice, echoing screech. Nice and loud. It feels better than the sound of the EV and nothing else. Somehow. Maybe because it's real fucking loud and I made it happen. I step up to the door and realize something incredibly stupid. It's locked. 
The way we usually got in is with a special chip they put in our wrists. They said it wasn't really to track us or anything, but the look in their eyes said it was definitely for that. But it also had a unique biosignature to each individual person, so I just needed to wave my hand in front of the panel and... Good. It still works. That's really good. I was going to have to try and kick the fucking thing down, which wouldn't have been easy. It looks tough. I step inside and notice the smell right away. Dusty, stuffy, empty. Feels like it's been abandoned for a while, not lived in. But then I pick up other scents. It's me. Subtle hints. My perfume. My shampoo, maybe? Coffee. Oh God, coffee! I charge into the small kitchen. I can hear the high-pitched humming of the fridge. Oh God, yes! There's power. Hopefully that goes for the entire island. If so, living here for the indefinite period just got a lot fucking better. Fifteen minutes later, I have a French press full of fresh, divine-smelling coffee. Yes, I know. I'm the tea addict. Proclaiming my love for coffee is sacrilegious. Anathema! But that's partly because I knew I couldn't get any in ostium. Tea, yes. By the buttload. Because it was necessary. And tasted just fine. But coffee... Oh, be still my heart. It has no important or redeeming qualities other than it smells heavenly, tastes almost as good, and makes me feel on top of the world. I fill a mug. My hands know where to go to find one, and add sugar, which also looks fine. I take a sip. Oh, then another. Then five more in quick succession. My lips are burning. My throat is on fire. But like I said, I'm the queen of the fucking world. Soon the first mug is empty and I'm filling another. Then I take my trip down memory lane, my heart running ahead of me due to nerves, but also due to lovely sustaining caffeine. Everything looks just like I left it. Furniture, trinkets, what little I'd been able to acquire. My bedroom is the same. Clothes! Clothes! I have my entire wardrobe again. Holy shit snacks. <laughs> this day just keeps getting better and fucking better. I take that as a cue and hop into the bathroom, turning on the water. In eight seconds, it turns scalding. I adjust the temperature, strip down, and hop in. My soap and shampoo are there, right next to the conditioner. Twelve minutes later, I come out feeling even better, if that's possible. I put on some fresh jeans, a tank top, and hoodie. Oh, gosh, this feels so great. I grab my mug of coffee from my bedside table, and as I'm about to take a lukewarm sip, I stop. Then put the mug down, almost dropping it. Right next to it, looking slim and innocent, is my data pad. I'd totally forgotten... No, another lie to myself. I just given up hoping to ever <sighs> I pick it up and it comes to life it's been comfortably lying on the charging pad for a very long time the battery is full it's connected to the network I'm able to do all the usual stuff but there are no recent messages not since oh shit the last message was received on August 3rd, 10 years ago. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What does this mean? I can't have been gone that long. It's fucking impossible. It's It's been, what, weeks? A month. Two months at most. But still feels more like a couple weeks. No more. It just... just doesn't make any fucking sense. How? How? I guess... I guess that explains the stuffy feeling of the apartment. But the coffee... Maybe it wasn't as great tasting as I thought. No, no, it tasted fucking great. Must have just had it well sealed or something. Wow. This is a... A fucking mind trip. <laughs> I can really use Jakey at my side right now. For comfort. And to, to science this shit out somehow. Try to make some sense of it make a bad pun or joke damn 
Not much to be done about it now. I switch to the journal setting and find my last entry. From the night before I learned about Steve and went into Ostium for the first time. They said they're very close now, almost ready to send someone through to Ostium. I don't know who it's going to be, but not me, that's for sure. I still haven't decided when or where I want to go, and last time I talked to Steve, he was in the same boat. <laughs> Kid's so goddamn excited. But who can blame him? I am too. We all are. So they won't be sending him in either then. Will it be one of the few who are certain what they want? I wonder if they'll keep us informed and up to date on how the person does. I'm guessing the person won't be going for very long, it being the first time and all. Whoever it is, they gotta know by now, must be petrified. And over the moon at the same time. What a trip it's going to be. Historical. And if they're going back in time, then in every sense of the word. Today was a low-key day, work-wise. We're all pretty much ready, except for deciding the when and the where. I'm starting to think I want somewhere in the late 1980s or in the 1990s. Maybe the fall of the Berlin Wall. That would be pretty cool. Or be there at the death of Lady Diana, just to see if it did all happen, as they said. Or maybe check out some of President Clinton's sax playing. Ha! <laughs> no thanks. It's hard. I know I'm going to get lots of opportunities to go, to different times and places. They've made that clear to all of us, so long as nothing goes wrong. But I want that first time to be special. Yes, I want losing my ostium virginity to be fucking special, alright? Jeez, <laughs> I sound ridiculous. Ah, bet I'm not the only one sweating over this, though. Okay, my eyes are getting droopy. Time to put my head down and get some shut-eye. Maybe during the night I'll have some magical dream that'll make it all clear for me, and come morning, I'll know exactly where I want to go. Only time will tell. Once I'm done, I can feel the wetness on my cheeks. I've been fucking crying. Wow. I didn't expect that. But this is from so long ago. And I was in such a different place. Such a different frame of mind then. So fucking hopeful and excited about the future. And then they fucked it all up and changed everything. Okay. Deep breaths. No use moping over it. Fuck all I can really do about it now. I put the data pad back and grab the mug and head downstairs. After cleaning things up, I head out the door and back into the EV. Time to do a little more sightseeing. I've got no plan at the moment. Just driving around kinda randomly. Sort of a trip down memory lane, but also feeling like no one's holding me back and I can go where the fuck I want. Go through whatever door I want. No one telling me, no, I can't go that way, not allowed. Access fucking denied. Well, not anymore. And then I see a building I've never been in before. I remember... I remember wanting to go in. Not because I wanted to find out what was inside, but because I just wanted to be allowed. I didn't want to see another mysterious stranger telling me I wasn't allowed. Like a little fucking kid. It's a pretty big building. Multiple floors. No clue what it is. <laughs> but I'm about to find out. Park the EV and hop out. There's a door. Here's hoping it's unlocked. Bingo. Let's see what's behind door number... You know what? I'm just not gonna finish that thought. So what do we got here? A sort of entryway. Closets. A kitchen. Okay. Guess they mostly do their own food here instead of going to one of the truly fabulous eateries in town. And now we've got a... Whoa. 
A fucking game room. What the fuck? Foosball, billiards, even fucking air hockey. What the hell is this place? They never told us about anything like this. It was all work and study and more work and more study with very little fun time. If I knew this place was here, well, I don't know how much I'd be here, but I'd at least like the option. Damn, this place is huge. Who would you need a place like this for? It'd have to be for a big group. Like a... Like a... I think I know what this place is. But I'm not going to say yet. It doesn't take me long to find the stairs. When I make it to the top, I'm not surprised by what I find. A big open floor filled with bunk beds in two perfectly straight rows a clear walkway in between them. At the far end is a closed-off room where I'm certain I'll find a bathroom much like a college dorm, toilets and showers. The quiet seems thicker somehow up here. It's probably more about what my brain is doing than what's physically happening, but still, it's heavy on me, pushing down. Almost palpable. I take a couple of deep breaths, and start slowly walking down the central walkway. Each bunk bed is an exact mirror image to the one on either side of it and the ones across from it. Two stacked beds, two bedside tables. Along the walls where I first came in are closets that each bear nameplates, just like the beds do, names belonging to their owners. By the third bunk bed, I recognize the name, Tanaka. An unstoppable image slams into my mind, almost knocking me over. I rest my hand against the bunk bed, steadying myself as the memories come unbidden. The starship, being with Jake, walking along a hallway of doors, getting into an elevator. Jake called it a turbo lift or ugh, space vader. He said bridge, and it magically took us there, and there were consoles and beeps and other sounds, and a screen showing distant stars. And the body. Private Tanaka. Hanging over the console like a... like a piece of forgotten laundry. Like a child's coat left on the floor of the playground on the last day of school. Not important. Unwanted. I'm stable again. Able to walk. I keep going all the way to the end. This place should fucking stink of sweat of men, of soldiers, of dudes doing dude things. Eau de testosterone. But it doesn't. It's stale and dusty and abandoned, like my place. Like no one's been here in ten years. Once again, I have to ask, what the fuck? I head back downstairs and leave the building. I'm done with this place. For good. I got no plans to ever come back. Good fucking riddance. And in case you're wondering, yes, they're all there. The names. To all the bodies we found on the other side of the doors in Ostium. Private Tanaka. Private Kaling. Private Ramirez. Even fucking Sergeant Harris. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised he was bunking with the rest of the guys. With one of his rank and stature he should have had his own place to shack up I wonder if that was an on high decision for him to be with his men or his own choice just another one of those things I'll never know I don't fucking care about either you know really fucking hungry. I can't remember the last time I ate anything. There was the coffee, and before that, I just don't remember. 
So why don't we go visit one of The Rock's two fashionable and very chic restaurants? Osteum Network approved, of course. The one I'm not going to is called, and I kid you not, A Little Piece of Heaven. Yep, those Osteum Network peeps sure had a sense of humor about them. But wait till you hear the name of the place I'm actually going to. Ready for it? Are you sure? I'm warning you, it's pretty fucking bad. Okay, here goes. The cut of the jib. Yes, I I shit you not. Fucking terrible, I know. But it was closer to my place, so it's where I tended to go more often than elsewhere. Back in the self-driving EV, I turn it to automatic and select the name from a list of places. It's the second one down, because you tend to want food first and foremost, and other shit second. It takes less than five minutes and I'm there. No problem finding parking. Big surprise. When I get to the door, I turn the handle and pull. It doesn't move at first, but there's a little give. It tells me it isn't actually locked. I spread my feet apart, brace myself, then give it a good yank. It lets out a gasp of air and opens like a long human sigh. The inside has been sealed, probably for around 10 years. I wonder what that means for the food. If the electricity has been going the whole time, we may be in some sort of luck. I don't know. Speaking of which, it's totally fucking awesome there's still power in this place. But who's paying the bills? What does it run on? Hydroelectric? Tidal? Fucking nuclear power? It's a question I never asked, but now I kind of wished I had. Just to know, in case this place goes into meltdown or something. You know. Well, that thought is just too fucking depressing, so I'm just going to ignore it for now. Stick it in the back of my brain and pretend it's not there like I've done with so many other things related to Ostium. The place smells clean and untouched, but different. Not stale and dusty. Maybe that door was keeping the place hermetically sealed somehow. I go behind the counter and into the kitchen and hear lots of humming from fridges and freezers. I open heavy metal doors to a cloud of icy air and racks of meat and foods. Some frozen, Others, well-cooled for over a decade, apparently. Most of them appear to be vacuum-sealed as well. I grab a heavy pack of what appears to be teriyaki chicken. The label tells me that it is, and the expiration date on it is... 20 fucking years from now? What the hell? Do I dare eat this stuff? Says it's okay. What kind of shit have they been doing here? I was always wondering where the Ostium Network got their food from exactly. Have they been specifically making this stuff for like 50 years? There's no package date, so for all I know, this shit could be a hundred years old. But I'm fucking hungry. Starving. I'm gonna try it. But I'm also going to keep close to a bathroom. In less than 10 minutes, I've got electric burners going and I'm frying up that chicken in its own sauce as well as steaming some vegetables. 15 minutes later, I sit down to eat with a bottle of wine I find. No worries about that being bad, although it does give a whole new meaning to the term vintage. The meal is... delicious. Everything tastes heavenly, even though this establishment isn't a little piece of heaven. I find a completely untouched five-layer chocolate cake that I snag myself a hefty slice of, along with some fresh coffee which also smells and tastes, you guessed it, heavenly. Then I sit down and relax for half an hour, letting the food go down as the saying goes, but also making sure my stomach and bowels don't decide to stage a coup against the rest of my organs. I haven't felt this full in a long time. Not since, uh, what was that little town closest to Ostium called? Camarillo? Carrillo? Covello. That was it.
My moment of revelry is broken by a loud noise. It sounds like a crack of thunder, only more echoing. Not right in some way. I leap out of my seat and burst out the doors. The sky above is still a beautiful blue, not a cloud in sight. I'm looking around for something. Dust, smoke, fucking gas, I don't know. Some sort of origin to that nasty sound. But I can't see anything out of the ordinary. What the fuck? When enough time has passed that I've deemed my body and all its internal organs alive and well, I use the facilities, and then I'm back in the self-driving car, trying to decide what the last stop of the day should be before I call it and head for home. I'm checking the locations menu again, scrolling through alphabetically. I'm working through the C's and stop when I see a word that just doesn't fit. It's not part of the great Ostium Network jigsaw. It's a word I just never expected to hear or ever read in this context. Cemetery. No one has ever talked to me about a cemetery in relation to Ostium or on the rock in any way. Not from a teacher, not in a class. Not in conversation with friends, acquaintances, or strangers. There was that story, that urban legend about the guy who wanted to quit. I think I talked about it in a recording. One of the teachers told us about him, how he jumped in the water and just started swimming. Is it true? I don't think so. What I do know is that he's the only case of someone dying here, from what they've told us. With the number of people we've had on the island, yeah, sure, a cemetery just makes sense. People are going to fucking die. It's the one sure thing in this life. Right? Right? So you need a place to stash the dead. Unless there's something they never told us. A big fucking something. I hit the button and then I'm on my way to the Ostium Cemetery. It takes a while, at the far end of the island. A good 15 minutes by self-driving vehicle. I could have done it in 10 on manual, if I'd known where I was going. It's not big at least not as far as cemeteries go. But I'm shocked as soon as I step through the open gateway. There's at least 50 tombstones here. All simple bright white stone, looks like marble. All with the person's name on it, no other details. I get flashbacks of walking through the barracks as I study the tombstones, seeing names again and then I see familiar ones that stop me in my tracks. Richard Kalin, Jose Ramirez, Kenzo Tanaka, Robert Harris. Shit. They're here. They're all here. I recognize other names, too. Lots of them. Not just the security team. But scientists, co-workers, classmates, people I saw and worked and talked with almost every day here. Now, all buried and gone. Then I see two more tombstones at the end of a row, next to each other. Stephen Chase. Monica Chase. That's when I start shaking uncontrollably. I fall, just catching myself from mashing my face into the top of the tombstone. It's Steve's that's holding me up right now. I'm hanging over it, slumped over the tombstone of my dead son. Like a piece of laundry. A forgotten kid's jacket. Hey everyone, Alex Etalander here. Every day now there's something on the news about climate change. Whether it's big corporations, small towns, entire countries, or indigenous groups affected. It's across the entire globe and we're all involved. But there are times where it feels there's only so little we can do. We recycle as much as we can, we pay attention to where we shop and buy what we need, but ultimately we end up feeling pretty helpless. 
Arcadia Power is a place where you can make a difference. If you sign up for Arcadia Power, you can feel good knowing that 100% of the energy being supplied to your home, whether you rent or own, is being supplied by clean, renewable sources. I was using PG&E before and thought it was going to be a hassle to switch. It wasn't. It was so easy. I even got to pick what type of renewable energy I wanted. I went with wind power, and each month I get to see a graph with a breakdown of my renewable energy usage and my clean impact. All the information you need is at arcadiapower.com slash ostium-podcast. I know it's not a lot, but I will fully admit I feel a little better about myself now, knowing I'm doing what I can to help fight climate change. And now you can too, just by signing up. Plus, you'll be helping support this show too. So, win-win. Just head on over to arcadiapower.com slash ostium-podcast. This episode was written and produced by Alex C. Talander. The voice of Monica is performed by Georgia McKenzie. Sound effects are courtesy of the wonderful people at freesound.org. The music featured in this episode, all from the Free Music Archive, is Earth by Enot. Did you know there are many ways you can help support Ostium? You can tell a friend about the show, or talk about Ostium on social media. You can leave us a review on iTunes, and let us know, and we'll send you a free sticker as a thank you. And if you really want to help us out, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast, where you'll get access to a whole bunch of bonus content, like outtakes, the Ostium files, and even early access to new episodes. So check it out at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks.